Hey girlies, it's Carmen and welcome back to the podcast. So this week we're talking all about imposter syndrome, so stay tuned because I'm super excited. But of course, let's just get into the best and worst of the week. So the best of the week is actually a book that I read. It's like a series, but it is called Caraval. I don't exactly remember the author, but I'll let you know if I do later. But pretty much, it's just like this book about a game um, that's played in. It's kind of like a mystery, but there's a little bit of romance, and I really liked it. And yeah, I definitely suggest. I read it in like two days. I'm on the second book right now, and it was just super good, super entertaining, and I really enjoyed it. And then the worst of the week was just like an overall vibe for the week pretty much but just that I was super tired um pretty much all week I just haven't been feeling that great you know just a little tired even though I've been going to bed like at a normal time I don't know maybe it's like emotionally exhausted nothing's been like that stress I don't even know I've just been tired right but I'm thinking it might be because this week my school was all online so I mean that's just like a change course, if you listen to my other episodes, then you would know that I was online all first semester. But then starting second semester, I went back in person. There was a COVID outbreak at my school, so we had to go online. Now we're going back in person. So yada, 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 whatever. So I've just been like kind of tired from that. It's just, you know, like a change having to be at home again. And it's a little tiring having to sit at the same spot for eight hours, you know. I mean, that's okay. We're getting through it. It's a Friday afternoon when I'm recording this. I'm just super excited. I actually just recorded a TikTok. Um, I was going to record this like an hour ago, but I got busy doing like a TikTok behind the scenes, you know. But oh well, here we are. So as I said earlier, we're talking all about imposter syndrome, what it is how I feel, why it happens, and how I'm learning to grow and how you guys can too, like how to deal with it. So yeah, but of course, first we have the quote of the week. And that just is, to live a creative life, we must get over the fear of being wrong. So I kind of changed this a little though, but just like life in general, I feel like to live like a good life in general, you have to get over the fear of being wrong. I think that kind of relates to imposter syndrome. I mean, it relates more to like perfectionism and, but I don't know. I just, I really liked this quote. It was a good vibe I was getting. So I feel like in school, I know there's some classes that I'm just really reluctant to say anything because I know that I'm probably wrong. I think to get past that, um, you just need to like try, you know, and just relating to imposter syndrome, I guess feeling not good enough. I guess that kind of relates to the fear of being wrong and fear of failing. And yeah, I don't know. I really liked this quote and I think it's a good thing to carry with you throughout the rest of the week. But don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, follow, do all the things. You already know. I say this two times in every episode because I'm annoying. Um, Yeah, you're so welcome for that. But before we get into it, I'm going to take a quick water break and then I'll be right back. And I'm back. So imposter syndrome, what is it exactly in case you're like, I clicked on this episode. I have no idea what it is. Um, but Carmen's cool and I like her episodes. So I'm going to listen to all of them, you know, but so you're like, what is imposter syndrome? 
So pretty much, according to Google, give a Google definition and then like what I think. But imposter syndrome describes feelings of severe inadequacy and self-doubt that can leave people fearing that they will be exposed as a quote-unquote fraud, usually in their work lives, can affect anyone regardless of their success. So pretty much it's just like feeling like you aren't good enough or don't deserve the things you've achieved. I think we can all relate to that, just like at times feeling like you don't deserve something or like you weren't good enough or someone else should have won the award, yada, 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 whatever. So um, why does this happen? Why do we feel this way? I mean, I'm sure a lot of times, at least for me, I'm always wondering why am I feeling like this? What is causing this? And I think for imposter syndrome, it really relates to like perfectionism and fear of failure, again, related to the quote. And I think for me, it's always just because I've wanted to live up to my own expectations and everyone else's expectations that like I had for myself or that they had for me just because I always expect a lot for myself. I want myself to get all A's. I want to look presentable. I want to be a good person. I want to be a good friend. I I don't know. I just want to be like a well-rounded person, whatever. And I have these high expectations for myself. And of course, like especially parents, I feel like have really high expectations for their children or teachers have a high expectations for their students. And I think that can be really overwhelming and just kind of hard to deal with. Honestly, it sometimes feels like I'm drowning or like I'm chasing a moving target because I feel like I can never meet my own expectations. And I think that's what most of it is, is not that I'm so worried about like what everyone else thinks. It's more about what I think of myself and what I think that I can do and what that I am capable of because I know that I can do more, be more be better at whatever and I think that just makes it so hard that I often have like unrealistic expectations how I should be doing in certain aspects of my life and I think that makes it harder to balance things and to do well and ultimately is kind of like self-sabotage I guess in a way and honestly I felt like imposter syndrome I guess for as long as I can remember I mean in most aspects of my life. I mean, school, sports, extracurriculars, podcast, blog. I mean, for school, it was always grades, um, social situations, or I mean, if I did well in something and it was like a competition with someone, I would think, oh, well, so-and-so should have won because theirs, theirs was better than mine and I didn't deserve it, you know? Things like that or like in sports, if I was put on like a team with even like in gym class, if I was put on a team with the better people, I would think, oh, like I shouldn't be here. Everyone is so much better than me. Like I don't belong here. Even though if I was like decent at something, I would think, no, 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 no. Like I'm not good at this. I need to be with the people who are a little below average or whatever. Like with the podcast thinking like, oh my gosh, it's so insane that people actually listen to this, that um, I have people actually telling me that they listen to it just seems like a little unreal. And I'm like, how is it that some random 17 year old girl can like connect with all these different people and 
be somewhat successful at this. I think that has always been insane to me. And I always felt like it doesn't seem like I deserve it because it seems like what I got was a lot easier than I know what some people have for struggling a bunch. And I think that's also just because um, I know I don't give myself enough credit just because I know that I work really hard to get things that I want. Like in school, I work really hard to get good grades for my podcast. I work really hard to figure out how to do best social media, how to like promote stuff in sports. I mean, honestly, I don't try. So we, uh, okay. So I don't know if I said this, but I mean, I probably have. Truly, I don't remember what I say in any of my episodes. And then people will DM me and will be like, you said blah, blah, blah on your episode and I related so much. What do you think? And I'm like trying to remember when I said that. I'm like, um, I don't know. You know, fun times. But yeah, I don't really care about sports. Those are definitely not my <laughs> top priority. But yeah, I think I've always just felt a little um like an outside person. Like I shouldn't belong in some of the circles. And I mean, I mean, like my friend group, everyone in my friend group is so, so, so smart. And I've always just felt like I'm the dumb one in my friend group, which I mean, who's to say if that's true? Because um, we all get like similar grades, I guess. I mean, all of my friends, a lot of them want to go to really high level schools, do super well in standardized tests are really good at sports. They're like good. It seems like on the outside that they're good at everything, which I'm sure is not true, but just like from my perspective and it often feels like, oh, I'm just like kind of there for like comic relief or whatever. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. I always felt like I, everyone around me was so much smarter than me, but I mean, I guess hanging out with them supposedly makes me smarter. And I truly feel like there's no logical reason for why I felt imposter syndrome or whatever. But I mean, it still happens. And I mean, that's okay. Yes, it really sucks. Makes you feel pretty shitty. But it still happens. And I think it's something we can all deal with. I mean, I'm sure we've all felt like the pressure from parents about, especially if you're like a junior senior maybe even sophomore like pressure about college like you have to get good grades in high school you need to get all a's or b's or whatever like you have to be on the varsity team if your parents are obsessed with sports like I feel like there's just so much pressure put on us that when we do actually do well that we're like oh well I shouldn't be here or like if you're on a varsity team you're like everyone's so much better than me I shouldn't be here even if you might be like one of the best players I think it's always like kind of related to a little bit of self-doubt and maybe insecurities in a way. But also, I mean, I would say I'm someone who doesn't have that many insecurities. I mean, of course, I have like my skin, like for a physical insecurity, I guess. But I mean, I think I've always been more insecure about things that weren't about me physically. Because I mean, (laughs) I'm cute, right? (laughs) I'm kidding, but we're all like insecure about different things. But for me, it's always been like the work that I do, I was insecure about. Like, and I've always been felt like um, the work I did wasn't good enough, even if it was like the best in the class or whatever. And I think a lot of imposter syndrome just relates to like insecurities, if you know what I mean. But 
if you're like me and you're like, okay, I'm going to stop feeling this way, at least not as often. Like, I don't like feeling this way. I don't like feeling shitty. I want to be a confident bitch. I want to do all this stuff. So yeah, I'm going to tell you how you can be better, how I've been trying to be better. Of course, everything is a process. There's no right way or wrong way, but I definitely think there are things that you can do to make it better to lessen the blow, I guess, in a way and make yourself feel more confident in the things that you do and the work you put out. And yeah, so we'll just get into that, I guess. And yeah, so pretty much my imposter syndrome used to be worse. I mean, it's gotten better by doing just a few things. But first off, I just wanted to like do a little background, I guess, of me in middle school, which I think is when I first learned what imposter syndrome was. But in a middle school, I was super insecure. I was very shy. Um, I mean, ever since I was little, I was really shy. I mean, in high school, not as much, but I was super shy, um, when I was younger and Honestly, I think that might have been because of my skin because during middle school, my skin was like the worst it had ever been. Um, I had to go on Accutane. I talked about this in my acne episode. I don't remember which one that was. I think it was I have acne and I'm beautiful or something like that. But like middle school, I was super insecure. I wasn't very confident in things I did, things I said, the friends I had. And I always just felt like I was kind of like an outsider person, which is like so moody and so dramatic. But you know, here we are. It's fun times, right? Fun for fun for the whole family, you know. And I would be very insecure, especially with sports. I mean, I was so insecure about like even playing a sport. I don't think I played in sport. I mean, I played soccer when I was very little because my mom forced me. But in middle school, I don't even know if I did a sport. I mean, I did track one year. But yeah, I was like so insecure about just like any of my abilities that I refused to like actually do things and that was holding me back. But even when I did things well, like in school, if I did something well or I was recognized for something good I did or maybe some schoolwork I did was used as an example. I would think like, oh, why are they doing, why are they saying that about me? Why are they doing that to me? Because like, I don't deserve it because mine isn't that good, you know? And I would always just say that to myself, like I wasn't that good or I'm not that great of a person or like, I don't deserve my friends, you know, just like things that were bringing myself down which no one should say to themselves, but I mean, I think happens when you're like growing up and you feel insecure and you feel like kind of like an outsider person. But as I'm in high school, I'm a 17-year-old junior right now, which is honestly insane. But I mean, I would definitely say I'm a more confident person, but I still feel like imposter syndrome. I still feel like um, some of the things I do just like don't deserve the attention they're getting. I mean, the obvious example was I posted a TikTok and it went like semi-viral. It got like 70,000 likes, right? And 
when that happened, I was like, oh my God, why, like, why is this happening to me? This is the worst TikTok I've ever posted in my entire life. A whole nother story. But just things like that, or maybe, um, me posting an episode, which I feel like is like, meh, it's like fine. And then people telling me, oh my gosh, this is so good. Or just like a pot, my podcast in general, people like DMing me and being like, wow, I really, really, I love your podcast. Like, keep it up. I always just feel like, like, why are they saying this to me? I'm literally just some random 17-year-old girl recording this in my room by myself on a Friday night, you know? And I just think that's, like, funny. But also, it's, I mean, it's kind of sad that I can't feel, like, so great about myself and be like, yes, my podcast is amazing. Yes, I know it is. Like, thank you. You know? And I just wish I could feel that way. I mean, I think at times it's easy for me to, like, put on this confident persona about everything I do. And I think it um, often can come off as like arrogance in some ways. Like I'm that person who like if someone's flirting with me, they'll be like, oh my God, you're so cute. I'll be like, I know. Or like um, <laughs> when I have a boyfriend, when I had a boyfriend who was like, I love you. And I was like, I know, you know, just like things like that. <laughs> this doesn't relate. It's just like funny story. But like, I think that's my personality is like, I would say that I could be considered confident in an arrogant way in some aspects, but like then in others, like in the work that I do, I often don't feel the best and I always like strive for perfection, which I mean is not the best, but like I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist. I just always know that I can do better and I'm always striving to do better. So when something I do actually does well, I end up thinking, oh, this isn't that good. This doesn't deserve the attention because I can do better, you know, and I don't give myself enough credit for like what I've accomplished. And I think I really struggle with that. And I've, of course, been trying to work on that. And I mean, this was just a little tangent, but leading into actually what I wanted to talk about, um, just like some of the things that I think are helpful for feeling like this imposter syndrome, less feeling more confident in the things that you do because you're literally amazing and the things you're doing are amazing. And even if you're not the best of the best, everything you're doing is valid and we're all trying to learn. We're all trying to grow. And I think that's just something special in itself. So the first thing I would suggest doing is becoming aware of like the imposter syndrome and getting in tune with your feelings. So a way to do this is just like thinking, what's causing me to feel this way? Is it my the pressure my parents put on me to get into an Ivy League school? Is it the expectations I have for myself to um, do well in my sport? Is it the societal standards for me to look a certain way or to act a certain way? What is making me feel like I don't belong or like I'm not good enough and like what the work I'm doing isn't valid? And I think once you realize that, it's a lot easier to create like a plan of attack or whatever and just like learn how to um, tackle what's happening. Because I think when you ignore something, it gets worse. I mean, you always 
hear about like people holding back their feelings and then it just like blows up in their face. I mean, this happens in books, happens in real life. Like if you don't say something, it's just gonna boil over and be worse. So I think it's always best to just like tackle your feelings, tackle how you're, um, I mean, how you're feeling, how things are going. Really be honest with yourself. I think that's so important. Honesty, of course, with others, but also with yourself. Like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And really like get down to it and try to figure that out. And I think once you do that, you'll be good to go. But of course, we need a plan of attack. So just like a few things to keep in mind is you're going to want to think like, what can you do to reduce this feeling? This feeling like you aren't good enough, this feeling like the work you do isn't good, like you aren't valid, like everyone else is better, um, like all this self-doubt, what can you do to reduce this feeling? So I think a few things um, are, well, first of all, journaling, just because if you're someone who doesn't like to actually verbally express their feelings or doesn't have someone they're comfortable enough with to do this, I think journaling is really effective. I mean, I've talked about this so many times, but I was really into journaling last spring and it really helped me when I wasn't feeling my best and when I was just feeling kind of down for a few months, you know, just like really expressing how you're feeling and then going back and actually reading it and trying to understand and like comprehend. It's like a reading comprehension test, okay? So you're going to write it out, just like brain dump everything you're feeling. How are you feeling about this? How are you feeling about something recent you did? Maybe it was a recent test grade. Maybe it was some passion project thing you're doing, whatever. Write it all down. Let it sit for a bit. Don't look at it and come back. Maybe it can be the next day. Maybe it can be 15 minutes later, whatever. Come back and read it. And then like jot down like the main ideas of how you were feeling and then what you can do to actually fix that and to make yourself feel better. And if you're someone who's like, no, writing, ew, like not going to do that. I'm no thank you. If you're more of a social person, if you have friends you're super comfortable with talking to, talk to them. Or if you don't have those types of friends but still want to verbally express how you've been feeling, go to a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. And I think you'll be surprised to see how many people can relate to you, especially if you go and talk to a friend. I think this is something that like especially as teenagers, we can all relate to. We can all relate to this feeling of thinking we aren't good enough, thinking everyone else is on this crazy high level above us when in all actuality, that's more like how people portray themselves. They portray themselves like they know how to do everything. They know how like to be successful, what's going on. They seem so far ahead of us, but really no one really knows what's happening. I actually made a TikTok about this. It was like teen life advice, whatever. And, um, Truly, no one really knows what's happening. We're all just kind of floating by trying to figure it out as we go, and which I think is really great, just like that we can learn as we go along. But it's okay to reach out to someone and talk to someone. Have a friend. If you have a really close friend, it doesn't have to be a close friend. I mean, honestly, at times, it's so much easier just to like 
spill everything to a stranger than it is to your best friend. I mean, literally today, story time, but (laughs) today in my math class, we were doing practice free response questions. I'm in AP Calculus AB flex. No, I'm kidding. I'm literally doing so bad in it. But, um, I was with this boy and, um, we were just like talking about stuff and I noticed it was like a lot easier just to talk to him about things just because, um, we weren't close friends. So like, wasn't like I was going to say anything. I mean, of course we're doing like a math problem, but we couldn't talk about that much. But like just talking to someone you might not be so close with, it can honestly sometimes be easier, especially if you're someone who doesn't like to be super vulnerable with your friend, which personally I think, um, there are some friends which I know that I can talk to. And there are other friends, which I know mega no go. They will tell everyone else. So trying to figure that out. But of course, random people are good. Literally this boy, this is a funny story, but, um, so I had been paired with him twice now in math to do like this type of thing. So I was joking with my friend about how like we're fated to be together, you know, cause he's like this cute guy, whatever. And I was telling her how it was like a new book trope, which is just like, um, like a theme in a book, you know, cause we're my friend and I were both really into reading and like that stuff. And I was like, it's a new book trope where it's <laughs> math buddies to lovers, you know, cause it's like <laughs> the tropes are enemies to lovers or like I'm different from other girls, which like, you no one likes that or like, I hate you, but now I'm gonna protect you, whatever those types of things. So we just made one up and we were laughing about it the whole time. Oh my god, it was so funny. And I made like a TikTok about it and I sent it to her. <laughs> and it was just good. So we made a new book trope. But anyway, that's like not related, but like tying it back in. Um, you'll be surprised to see how many people can relate to you. Talk to a stranger, go to a therapist, um, talk to a good friend, whatever. Just like talking to someone in general is always good. I think it's a lot easier to realize like how you've actually been feeling when you can verbally express it. And personally, I've always thought that was easier than journaling, but I know some people love, love, love to journal, which I mean, I'm not one of those people, but I always think, of course, it's a good option, especially if you don't feel comfortable with actually sharing how you're feeling with certain people or your parents. Oh, yeah. You can also talk to your parents if you want. Because I'm, I bet you like a hundred percent your parents have felt this way and some part of their life, I mean, they're like, what, three times older than you, whatever, and they've lived longer than you, they definitely have felt this way, even if they might not know the word for it. And I think they'll be able to relate to you too. So if you have close parents, uh, talk to them. If you don't, uh, you can get close, I guess, over this. Or if you're not comfortable with talking to anyone, maybe you're like one of those people who's like, no, sharing feelings, bad, meh, whatever. Um, journal, okay? Journal and yeah. But also, if you don't like journaling, don't have anyone to talk to, you're like, Carmen, what the hell do I do? Well, you can record yourself. So it doesn't have to be like a podcast because like that's a lot of work. But I, like, you know, on your phone, how it's, um, there's like a recording app, voice memos. I think it's what it's called. If you have an Apple phone, 
But you can, like, lock yourself in your closet or, like, in a bathroom, in a car, whatever, and just, like, talk. Just talk to your phone. Just, like, talk it out. You don't even have to record it. I mean, you can literally just, like, sit in a car, sit in a your room. I mean, I talk to myself all the time. Literally, whenever I read, I talk to myself. I was reading um a book with um my mom. I mean, we weren't like reading the same book, but we were in the same room reading um and I was like trying to explain what was happening. I was like moving through the motions, you know, and I was like acting it out whatever and she's like, "What are you doing?" But I just like to talk to myself. I think it helps me pull my thoughts together. Sit in your room, say something. It's also fun to like record yourself cuz then you can if you want listen back to it, try to do a little analysis about how you've been feeling. And yeah, I think that'll be good. Just like some of those methods to reduce feeling is, of course, become aware of how you've been feeling. And to do that, you need to express your feelings through journaling, through talking, whatever. Just get your feelings out. We don't want to hold them back in, hold them all in. It'll be like suffocating. And I promise you that it won't do anything and it won't help you. And the best thing you can do is just to be honest with yourself. And it's best to accept your feelings as real and they're okay. And don't ignore them because they are there. They are here to stay. And the best thing you can do is live with them. Try to find the best way to deal with it. And don't avoid them because as I said, it's just going to boil over and things won't be so great. So another thing that you could do are affirmations. If you're someone who likes that type of thing, um, this could be something you say to yourself in the mirror, something you write down, but I'll just give a few. Um, actually heard from Seriously Not Serious podcast from Julia and Gabby. Um, how they did something like this. It was like 55 minutes of us hyping you up. That episode's super good. Everyone go listen to that right after this. But I'll just like say one of them and then you can like repeat after me. It'll be awkward if you don't say it because I'm just going to be sitting in silence. Okay. So please repeat so I don't have to be awkward over here. Okay. Ready. Three, two, one. Let's go. I'm smart. I am talented. I am not failing if I learn something new. One mistake does not define my self-worth. Yay, good job. Round of applause. I don't want to clap because it's going to like break the microphone, but mini applause. Yay. So those are just some of them that I thought related to this. Of course, you can say anything. And I actually really like affirmations. I remember in middle school, I had a teacher who talked about like power posing. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But it was like doing a star pose. So you make like a T with your bottom, not a T, like stick your arms up like an X, right? So your head's like one of the points, then your arms and then your legs are points. So it's like a five-pointed star. You stand in front of the mirror and you're like, I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. And I was like, this is some bullshit. But like, I did it, okay? Because I was like, this is funny. And it honestly made me feel better. 
So, like, you don't have to do that because I was, like, from middle school. But just standing in front of the mirror, looking at yourself. I mean, I know I've done that when I feel anxious before I do something. Look at myself. I'm like, I'm a bad bitch. I got this. Um, I am prepared. There's nothing to worry about. Vince doesn't have shit on me. If you guys don't know Vince, um, listen to my anxiety episode and you'll get that reference. But... Yeah, I also really like writing down these types of affirmations. I know when I feel anxious, I like to actually write myself a note, like um, saying, Dear future self, everything is okay. There's nothing to worry about because you are A, B, and C, whatever. And I like to then read that before and make myself feel a lot better. So like you can say these affirmations out loud. You can write them down. Write like a little love letter to yourself about how you feel and what you can do to be better. And I think that'll make you feel like chef's kiss. So good. Why do I keep saying that? You know, I said this last episode too. It's just like, it's kind of fun. You know, you know the vibes. But yeah, another thing you can do to reduce imposter syndrome Sounds like I'm talking about like a real thing. Guys, this isn't like a diagnosed thing. I should have mentioned this earlier. This, I, at least I don't think it is. Uh, DM me if I'm wrong. You can say that. Um, of course, I don't want to be spreading false information. But like this isn't something you get like go to a psychologist or psychiatrist and they're like, you have imposter syndrome. This is just like a thing, you know. But it's like a... It's like a feeling, a vibe you get, like how you feel anxious, but it's not like anxiety, you know? Okay, but anyway, so fake it till you make it. This is like obviously so good. Everyone says this. I feel like this lesson applies to so many things in life, but honestly, if you just pretend to be confident with the things you've been doing, feel happy for the work you've done, pat yourself on the back, or at least pretend to be happy for your successes, then I mean, eventually it'll turn into actually feeling confident, actually feeling proud, actually feeling happy about what you've done. And I think that's just like a psychological thing. It's like we act like how we keep telling ourselves things or mm, that was bad phrasing. Let me try to rephrase that. But like the way we are is like how we talk to ourselves kind of related to that. So like if you keep telling yourself that I'm stupid, I'm ugly, uh, I don't deserve to have a boyfriend, whatever, then you're going to end up being like that. You need to bring yourself up. You need to tell yourself, I'm lovable. I'm beautiful. I am smart. I am successful. I deserve everyone who gives me love and I deserve that love. And just like things like that, I think it's important to tell yourself these things, to tell yourself to be uplifting. Obviously, we don't want to like just be fake positive all the time. I mean, that's like kind of what I'm saying, but also not really at all. But just um, try to tell yourself nice things. Of course, you don't want to be fake. Oh my God, I literally sound so hypocritical. Okay, what am I trying to say? So fake it till you make it, but also be honest with yourself about your feelings. But it's okay to like show and try to train yourself to think like, I am worthy. I deserve this. I'm doing well. Like telling yourself those things are good. But of course, you don't want to like trick yourself into being like happy and like happy all the time. Yay, go me. Like, no, that's not realistic. 
but that's not really what I'm talking about, but I don't want to get it in you guys to interpret it the wrong way, you know, but just like fake it till you make it and at least act happy about your accomplishments. Try not to let the self-doubt trickle in. I mean, you can even name your self-doubt if you want. I mean, I named my anxiety Vince if you listen to that episode. So if that helps you like separate it from yourself, that is always good. Oh, that is actually my next tip. So (laughs) I didn't even realize that, but yeah. So separate the self-doubt from yourself. So then, um, you can think of it as something other than yourself. And it's not something that you're doing. It's something that this other thing is doing. For example, Vince from the anxiety episode, hey, we don't like you, but we will learn to coexist. So what you're going to say is, let's say you're talking to your version of Vince. Obviously, you don't need to name yours Vince. I chose Vince because I could not think of a good girl name and Vince got stuck in my head. So you would think that when the self-doubt starts creeping in, let's say you got top of your class, you're valedictorian, and you start hearing the little nagging voice in your head saying, oh, well, so-and-so should have been valedictorian. They did better in math than me, or they're a varsity athlete and I'm not. You need to say, okay, who is actually talking? Who's telling, who's saying this? You're going to think, it's not me, it's Vince. And, or whatever your um, self-doubt voice's name is. Pretty much, um, I know I use Vince, like, for the anxiety episode, but that's just, like, negative self-talk is Vince. That's not me, that's Vince. And this makes it easier to, like, attack the issue so that you can separate it from yourself and you won't get so, like, absorbed into all the emotions. And yeah, you got this. It's like you're having a conflict with someone else. It's not like you're, it's you against you. It's you against Vince or whatever you want to call it. Patricia. Bitch, I don't know. Whatever you want to say. It's not you. It's them. It's like a breakup, but whatever. And separating it from yourself, I promise you, will make things like so so much easier to tackle the issue because then it won't feel like you're like self-sabotaging and it feels a lot easier I know for me it's always easy like when I'm feeling super anxious to be like okay Vince like what are we actually worried about and just like for self-doubt you could be like okay Patricia I don't know you can name them different things that might get a little confusing but I'll just use Patricia because I'm feeling like I'm overusing Vince and he doesn't deserve that attention. Um, but anyways, uh, throwing shade, but so you're going to be like, okay, Patricia, why are we feeling this way? Why do you think I'm not worthy of my accomplishments? Why do you think I don't deserve this test grade? Why do you think I don't deserve to play on the varsity team? And try to figure that out. And by calling it a different name, it really helps you like separate it from yourself. And I think that'll be super helpful for you. And yeah. So this is my last tip, which I think is honestly the most, the most important any aspect of life. You're probably like, oh my God, what is it? And then when you hear it, you'll be like, oh, (laughs) but it is to be patient. 
And just remember that growing takes time. I mean, I still struggle. I'm not a perfect person. And that's okay. Growth isn't linear. It's not about all getting better. I mean, there's some times when we do better than other times. And there's other times when we just feel like, meh, this really isn't going well. But you just need to be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace. And know that, like, you're still learning. You're still growing. And that that's all okay. I mean, it's okay to not know everything all the time. It's okay to not be like this perfect person. You don't need to idealize yourself. And it's all about just like trying and trying to do better and trying to solve your issues and trying to like live with it so you can live your best life. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, bye. No, I'm kidding. It's not over. Don't leave. Don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, follow, do all the things. You already know that was the second reminder because I know y'all didn't do the first time and you need to go do it right now. I'll give you a second. Did you do it? No? Okay, now go. Oh my god, yay! Thank you. <laughs> okay, just some like final reminders because I always like to do this like a little summary at the end. But just know that it's normal to feel this way and that it's okay but that doesn't mean that you have to accept it, of course. You can do things to improve this quote-unquote condition, okay? Imposter syndrome isn't something that you have to deal with alone. You can talk to friends, talk to family, talk to a therapist, talk to people online, whatever. It's okay, and you're not some crazy person for feeling like they aren't good enough. And I just want you to know that everything's okay and that you just need to be patient, kind to yourself, Try to implement some of the strategies I shared, and I promise you, everything will get better. And if it doesn't, then it's not the end, okay? You got this, and it'll all be okay, and I'm sending you guys so much love. And yeah, make sure you check out all the links in the description of this episode to find my blog, my newsletter, my email, yada, 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 etc. Don't really know what else is in there, but links are always in the description, the show notes, whatever you want to call them. And also make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Girly Girl Podcast if you haven't already, but I'm sure all of you guys have because you're the most amazing people ever, obviously. But yeah, I love you guys so much. I'm sending you so much love and that I hope you have the most amazing rest of your day, amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you next week. Bye!